Iowa everywhere. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Iowa Everywhere. And now, it's time for Two Guys Named Chris. Powered by Fairway Meat and Grocery. This is Iowa Everywhere. For the fans. Hello, welcome to Two Guys Named Chris. My name is Chris Williams. His name is Chris Hassel. He is in Florida. I am here in the great state of Iowa. Where it's, yeah, dude, I've got short is, sleeves on. Look, I mean, it's 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 eighty five degrees here. This is as cold of a November. Well, I, I can't really say that because it was like seventy a week ago, and now it is freezing outside. Wind chill, just snow all over the place. Like I had to tear my house upside down looking for my daughter's snow pants. Oh, jeez! They that don't let the horrible. kids play outside. Listen to this. Apparently, this is like a rule. Like, if the kids have snow pants, they can do whatever they want at recess. They can go and make snow angels. They, if the kids don't have snow pants, they have to stay on the concrete and just basically watch all the <laughs> snow pants kids have all the fun. So both of my daughters I don't, yesterday... I don't ever remember wearing snow pants to school. Yeah, I remember having them there, but I don't remember being like ostracized. If I don't think we went and played outside when it snowed. I think we we stayed in the gym and we played basketball and such. Like dodgeball? Yeah. I don't think that we went outside for recess when it was snowing out or when there was snow out there. Well, it was a big deal at my house last night. Now, did the, put it that did, the, it did the Clorinda Academy, did they still get to go outside and wave at the cars when it yeah, was snowing out? Yeah, they were out there picking up all the trash. That oh, I thought they were like out there with on recess. Well, they had like there's like, I mean they yeah they always had them out there like exercising and jogging, and then they would go and pick up the trash, and they would they'd be walking around. But yeah, <laughs> again, prison. <laughs> it's not prison. They were they were out there. Yeah, you know, they were digging ditches. <laughs> I had a guy. I wish I would have sent Brock the tweet. One of our listeners yesterday was talking to a buddy of his about about the show, and he was trying to prove to his friend that he played against Clorinda Academy in <laughs> football when he was in high school. Mm-hmm. And this guy went back to like 2005 and like somehow like at newspapers.com dug up the box score. <laughs> and he was asking me, he's like, do you know what the quarterback's name was? I'm like, No. And I don't, I don't know that. But they did though. When I was covering preps back there, they had a, a season where they were like really, really talented, and they had got they had two young men who were legit like D one prospects. Had they not gotten in trouble, you said young men. Uh, yeah, they had I mean, men playing for like yeah, they were high school kids. But yeah, if you're 17, you're not a man. 
Okay, whatever. You are making it, again, seem much more like a prison than you are a a school. They were like, well, they had these, look, you should have seen them. The guy was, he was 36, twice divorced, one hell of a player. We are presented, as always, by Fairway. Hey, get ready uh, for uh, Thanksgiving. Why wouldn't you go to our friends at Fairway to? Yeah, do what does Fairway have for us at Thanksgiving? Meat? Because I'm not, I'm not cooking myself. Do, we do always have to. If we're if we're doing stuff at home, it's got to be, you know, you got to order it in already made. Um, do, you, do you actually I, eat turkey? Only on Thanksgiving. That's the only day I'll eat turkey. That's it. You don't eat the like leftovers. You don't do that stuff. Mm, not really, no. Well, they, they've they also got party trays for football coming up this weekend. Go and get your party tray uh, at Fairway. And we've got an exclusive offer for two guys named Chris. If you go to shop.fairway.com, shop.fairway.com, they'll give you $5 off an order over $50 if you use the coupon code 2CHRIS22. That's T W O Chris twenty two. What do you like to do? Chris twenty two. Two Chris twenty two. Two Chris twenty two. Iowa basketball, I guess we'll start right there because it's the most recent and then we'll we'll bleed into football. It's a good win last night at C. Yeah, that was impressive. Good um, win last night. They were uh one point underdog uh, at Seton Hall. I've been there. I called a game there um, they, when they played Creighton three years ago. It's a, it's a tough place to play. Where They've got really good Seton fans. Hall, actually, they play uh, it's like where upstate the upstate New York, right? Well, they no, they play where the Devils play at the Prudential Center. Oh, so it's the, a Jersey. The, the, yeah, uh, but they, you know, it's not a it, no football. So I mean, these fans were ready. You saw that last night. I mean, they 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 showed up. And they really just never had a chance to get going. Iowa, uh, you know, they they took that first punch. It was ten to two, and then Iowa goes on that nineteen to three run. Chris Murray was incredible, and they never looked back. I don't think Seton Hall got within five at all in the second half. And each time they each time they did, the fans got up. Iowa had an answer, and I I don't know how good Seton Hall is going to be. I don't know what this win is going to look like in three months, but it's a it's a good barometer to tell you that this Iowa team looks to be uh, a tournament team once again. The the guy who stands out to me, you kind of expect that Chris Murray is going to take that extra step based on what we saw at glimpses last year. I mean, I don't know, like the whole comparing him to his brother thing's hard to do, but he's sure as hell looking the part right now. He looked just like him in that game. Yeah. Your tweet about him was perfect. What did you say? He looks like he's the exact same guy just a year later. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, he's he was one year behind Keegan. I mean, it's like it's like they're I know they're twins, but were they potentially born on the same day, a year apart? Because that's what it looks like in their development. He he is at least in that game. He looked just like Keegan looked a year ago. To me, the the guy is Perkins. That has really mm-hmm. stood out to me, and, and I, you saw this at the end of last year. He was having some really big games, but he adds such a different dimension than what 
friends, teams have had, generally the ones that have struggled in the NCAA tournament have not had that go-to guy at guard, mm-hmm. right, where you could just say, all right, all right, brother, just take the ball and let's see what happens. Because what is, what is college basketball in March? It's a guards game, right? And if I'm an Iowa fan, I'm really encouraged with Tony Perkins in, in the fact that you saw you saw glimpses of that last, not glimpses. I mean, you saw it. If you were watching their games, you're like, that guy needs to play more. That guy needs to have the ball in his hands. And he looks to me, college basketball is really interesting because there's a ton of guys. There's just there's a ton of guys. We've talked about this before. Every D1 basketball player you've ever met thinks they're going to the NBA. Most of them aren't. There's few guys who can be the man. Um, and especially, and Iowa has lacked that in the backcourt. That that dude that can just kind of take over when you need him to. And I feel like they might have that guy now in Tony mm-hmm. Perkins. He just As, he really he jumps off the TV when you watch him. He is uh, he's feisty, man. He and he he uh, he picked up that technical foul in the first half, but 18 points. Five assists, three steals, uh, just just kind of a spark plug that can do it all. And what I like about this team so far is that they're not deep. Like, I, I, so, so many Iowa teams have been too deep. Yeah. They've gone it. too deep into rotations. They're trying to play too many guys, too many minutes, and really, right now, it's it's just seven guys with Ulysses and Connor McCaffrey coming off the bench, and I think Connor McCaffrey has he was three, perfect in his role last three night. Point assassin. Yeah, he's, he's just when you're wide open, shoot it. If not, just do the other things. Had had a few rebounds, had a few steals. Um, I, I I think that's one of the been the the that's been one of the bugaboos for Fran McCaffrey over the years. I think is that they've they've tried to go too deep, and. And this year, it, you know, maybe get back to me if they if they have an injury. But if they stay healthy and stick to seven guys, that that's I think that'd be refreshing for a lot of Iowa fans to see what they can do with a shorter rotation like they've been using. Iowa's got a good opportunity in the next couple of weeks where, you know, last year the whole thing was seeding with them and they didn't have a lot of those good quad one type of wins. And they got a nice opportunity with a pretty good schedule coming up here the next couple of weeks, as does Iowa State. We kind of get to that point of the year now where there's some actual real non-conference games. And Iowa certainly, you know, they got Duke coming up. They have Iowa State. They have a lot of good opportunities. Um, you want to just – let's just move on to football. I don't want to spend too much time mm-hmm. on November basketball given the time that we have. The – Iowa Minnesota line is still at 30 the number is still at 32 and a half. Will Iowa get to 175 yards of offense? I don't think so. But the, I still think they're going to win. I'm not But I, I I'm surprised that they're that they're it's at least not a pick 'em. I I I'm surprised that Minnesota is is favored in this game by nearly a full field goal. I know that it's at Minnesota. They've got a better record than Iowa by one game. 
And I, they've won three straight too. They're feeling themselves too, man. They, they, they've they've blown out a couple teams recently. I mean, they beat Rutgers, but Nebraska, a lot like Iowa, they haven't really played anybody. Yeah, yeah. Now, Iowa's last three games would be, you know, that's better competition than than Minnesota's played the last three games. No doubt. But Iowa has at least they've gone to Purdue. Purdue and they've Wisconsin had Wisconsin. Are teams. Yeah, they're like legitimate teams. right. And Minnesota, what have what have they really done this season? After that start where you were like crowning them as Big Ten West champions when they started four zero, because it didn't seem like anybody else. The win at Michigan State at the time, you're like, oh, it looked good, yeah. yeah and and time. Michigan State has has shown that they can, you know, they, they they've won a couple in a row. They they're three and four in conference play, but I I don't know what they were at the time. When Minnesota beat them, how do you feel about Fleck right now? If you're a Minnesota fan, because that that was kind of where I was, Chris, at the time. I'm like, well, if Fleck's going to turn the corner. Like, it kind of feels like this would be the year, right? He's well, got the fifth year quarterback, good defense, all that stuff, and and I don't know, like maybe it still will be. I mean, they could still be, could, if, if they beat Iowa and, and win at yeah. Wisconsin. That's a nine win season, and maybe you're going to Indianapolis, and this is the year. But I don't think that's happening. I, I, don't I don't think either. they're going to beat Iowa. I don't either. And I, and I don't know that they'll beat Wisconsin either. Um, I I can't believe how low that total is. Would that be the lowest total in college football history, 32.5, if it closes there? If it because closes there, it's... It, I think it would be. It, I think it is. I mean, the last... The last time when that game against Northwestern opened, that was the lowest open. But it ended up getting up to, what, 36 and a half? Yeah. Something like and that? And this one has just stayed put, which is really interesting to me. If this would I, – I honestly am tempted to play the over because that's just not many points. <laughs> honestly, like that's – It's not, not – especially when you think about uh, the Iowa defense is probably going to score or at least put the offense in, inside the red zone to start a possession or two. That just seems really – the fact that that many people are still betting the under at 32 and a half. We're sick. With the, the people in this state were sick when it comes to our football. Oh, my God. No kidding. I mean, what we're going to go and watch in 15 degrees, bad wind chill and aims on Saturday. Anyway, and we're all betting the under on that game. We're sick. Mm-hmm. What the hell is wrong with us? It's It's been a rough – a rough year for offense in the state of Iowa. I don't know that you'll ever find another year worse than this <laughs> for any state, any two big programs oh. in a state with offense like this. Um, as as far as the Iowa game goes, if you're looking at trends, it's not looking good for Iowa because it has been a back-assward year for the programs that Ference has owned of late and and vice versa. Because you know, it started with the Iowa State started with the Iowa State game. They had a six game winning streak snapped against Iowa State. Then they played Illinois, had an eight game winning streak snapped against Illinois. And it's kind of gone the other way with the programs like Purdue and Wisconsin. Purdue, they'd lost four of five. They won. Wisconsin, they'd lost eight of ten. They won. Well, They've won seven straight against Minnesota, seven straight against Nebraska. So if that if that trend keeps going, you would think that maybe PJ Fleck finally gets over the hump against Iowa. The uh, circle Herc 
chimes in on YouTube and says that Minnesota's making him nervous. Everybody's talking about the Big Ten West champs too early. Watch us get jumped by the Gophers and Huskers. Yeah, and there, there's there's part of me that I, I could I could argue this game both ways, I think. One, I, this, this sets up perfectly for Iowa. A total of 32.5, freezing cold, outdoors, November, against a team where you are equal to or better than talent-wise. This is a Kirk Ferentz special. Two, their offense is still horrible. Okay, they like being this, Iowa. Yes, this has not changed. Now it's gotten better, but what we saw last week against a good defense, they what they have 186 yards of offense, whatever the number was. Let's not act. Let's not sit here and act like they lit up the scoreboard and the were driving up and down the field on Wisconsin. Minnesota's got a good defense too, so I, I see what Circle Herc is saying. Where now you're going on the road. And it's this team that's feeling pretty good. Like, it would make me nervous too if I were an Iowa. Fan. Like, <laughs> just kid, I get it. Circle Herc is an amazing name. I can't. Even, I'm not even listening to what you're saying. I'm just thinking of Circle Herc. I, I, I don't know. Are there are many people out there already crowning Iowa's Big Ten West champs? I, I I don't know if they're crowning them, but man, the the it's in front of them. You win the, the games, you're, you're going to do it. Sure. You know the mood uh, is very different. But you're right. Are they going to be able to win both of these games without any offense again? Because that we, we kind of let that go in the Wisconsin game just because they won and they won convincingly because defensive the defense touchdown, and the special teams punt, put them there. Short short yard for the offense. I mean that that was the literal playbook to win that game, and they did it. But can again? Can you keep doing that? Can you keep doing that against teams that like Minnesota, where you're kind of evenly matched? Um, the, the real Hayden says some of us are going up to Minnesota to watch it in the cold. <laughs> LOL, I'm an idiot. What is the weather forecast for the game? I don't know. And it's late afternoon, right? So it's going to be dark. Yeah, it, it's going to be cold. Uh, the, I do know that in Ames, so it's a 6 o'clock kickoff, the high in Ames for the day is 20 with 10 to 15 mile per hour winds. So here's your Minnesota forecast. Thank you, Brock. Um, the high is, this is 21. Ames, sorry. Oh, this is Ames. Yep. All right. Well, point taken. So drop it about 5 to 10 degrees if you're going up. So it's going to be mid-teens, Chris. On That, that plays to Iowa. Like it, I don't know. It's the that, same forecast, by the way, in, in Minneapolis. Okay. Well, I'm heading there after the game on Saturday. I'm heading up to Minneapolis. I'm going to the Cowboys-Vikings. That's going to be freaking insane. Uh, you're lucky that'll be indoors. Yeah, no doubt about that. So, feels like Iowa State should beat Texas Tech. Three-and-a-half point favorite. Uh-oh. Cold weather. Uh-oh. What'd you say? Three-and-a-half point favorite? Yep. Oh no, not the stat. Yeah. Don't yeah, bring the stat. That falls right into that stat. Chris the Bear Felica has been pounding this all year. Anytime that Iowa State is a three and a half point favorite or three and a half point underdog, anything in between, they've been terrible under Matt Campbell. Five and seventeen straight up when it's a quote unquote toss up game. 
Five and 17. That's like Gene Chizik's record at Iowa State. Five and 19, but mm-hmm. getting close. Lose two mm-hmm. more of them, boom. <laughs> but I'm not, with you. Not I mean, that Jesus. I've been holding on to that for a decade. Well, I just remember the guy at the Auburn airport ch- chanting that at him as he got off the bus. Five and 19. Five and 19. You suck. I remember I was at the Iowa, Iowa State. I don't remember what year it was, but I was at an Iowa-Iowa State basketball game. Well, we can do the math. When that happened, when that all started, I was in Carver. And all hell started breaking loose with the Chiswick deal. Because Chiswick had like told Pollard and the team that he wasn't going anywhere. Well, yeah, he was firmly entrenched. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, it, again, this feels like a game that Iowa State should win. I mean, you've got a team from West Texas coming up to this cold weather. I mean, it's not like Texas Tech has been setting the world on fire this year. They're good. They're they're better. I will say this about Tech. They're a that the culture around that program is much better. You can tell they're a tougher team. We've seen we've seen um Tech come up and quit in Ames before in these cold weather type of situations. I don't think this Tech team's going to do it. They're playing for bowl eligibility. But it's also it feels like a game that Iowa State should win, but I still don't trust them to win it. Not after what we saw last week. Um, at the same time, though, we we trusted Iowa State to win their last home game, and they took care of business against West Virginia. I think it's kind of like that game. I do too. You, you can't lose this game. I, you, you just can't. You can't. I mean, you lose this game, and then then you're going to TCU to finish the season, and you, you're staring at a four and eight season, one and eight in conference play. And I think it's going to look a lot worse than because let's be honest, as you said, win this game, and there's a good chance you'll be in a bowl game. And for an Iowa State team, a young team that that could make a difference, and then you get another opportunity in a bowl game. You get more practices. You get to play in one of the Cheez-It Bowls in Orlando or something. No, we're going to straight to the Bahamas, baby. Let's go. I don't know. What, who, it's, uh, Jerry Palm has you guys in the uh, in Dallas for the holiday. First Responders Bowl. That, and that'd be yeah. great to honor all the first responders. I mean, this is why we love bowl games. No. I, too many bowl games. When we're sitting here talking about a four-win team that is one win away from clinching a bowl spot, I mean, that's you know we got problems. When you got a team that is is sitting there and staring at two and seven in conference play, and that's probably going to get them to a bowl game. That's bad. <laughs> when you Come put on. it that way, <laughs> I mean, Jesus. I always will argue that I love the Bulls. Uh, but I'm not anti-playoff. I love the Bulls strictly because I'm just a college football nut. And I'll like I mean, last night I'm watching that Blizzard game in the MAC between a three and a four win team. Yeah, but why were you watching it? You were watching it because it was this. a Blizzard. You're not going to get that in a bowl game. There's no Blizzard bowl game. Boise, New York. <laughs> but have we seen a Blizzard bowl game? I certainly haven't. That there actually was New York presented one once it it, it did because kansas state was playing it i remember watching it but your okay. point is your point is taken that it doesn't happen very often <laughs> wait tb tb's uh pointing out our attire here on the youtube feed because 
The Williams Hassel attire is going in opposite directions. Two more weeks, and Williams is going to be wearing a stocking cap and a scarf. Hassel will be in swim trunks. Because I'm in a weeks. polo, and you, man, you're bundled up, man. No, I'm not. I have a vest on over a collared shirt. How is this bundled up? Uh, you're bundled. I I wear these vest combos all the time. It's my it's my go to. In two weeks, we're going to be doing our show from Stadium Swim at Circa. That sounds good. You have all the You're going to be letting it all hang out. Oh, yeah. I'm not wearing a shirt the whole week. Are you going to shave your chest? No, God, no. I don't shave my chest. Let it, just let it go, baby. Let it go. Do you shave your chest? No, no. But I know a lot of guys that to do and that just seems like a lot of work like it, yeah, i know it, what guy our age has time to be grooming your chest constantly I, I, I'm, t- I'm telling you that sounds I, awful I, I know it does is it douchey to shave your chest would you go on record I, yes it is i kind of feel so too yeah did you ever do it though we've all done it before oh uh, yeah i i've done it yeah because i remember a long time ago spring break puerto vallarta senior year the, cause I'm, I'm a, you know, I'm a hairy man and my roommates convinced me to shave my chest before we went to Mexico and they actually shaved it for me. What? They Shout pinned out. you down and you shaved your chest? Yeah, that's right. This sounds like the scene in Game of Thrones the first year where the guy was <laughs> shaving the other guy Anyways, with a butter knife. It was horrible. Cause like halfway through the trip, it starts itching and I'm like, you know. It's, it's oh yeah, that itch. Oh, it's brutal. Horrible situation. I uh, I made the mistake my freshman year of high school of shaving my entire body, <laughs> legs included. It was Not, a mess. I shaved why? my eyebrows. I don't know. I just started shaving. You shaved and I, your I, eyebrows? Yeah, I didn't know where to stop. <laughs> it's like an I, addiction. It it was a mess. I mean, then I and I was shaving my toes, and then. Why'd you shave your toes? I I just I was like I was I didn't shave my arms, but I like trimmed like I thought some of my arm hair was too long and it was in in spots it was too it was too thick. So then I started screwing with that. It was a mess. Well you you should see my uh I don't think I have it on my phone, but my my sophomore year school picture was something to behold because that I had, I had the shaved eyebrows and they were like pencil thin. <laughs> it so was TB, uh, TB chimes in and this is where I was going with this. He goes, every time you shave it, it's going to come back thicker, fuller and darker. See? Yeah. That's a Seinfeld thing. Yeah. <laughs> that's a Seinfeld thing. I don't think that's true though, because I've, I, I've done it and it didn't really come back. I mean, you shave your face every day. Does it come back fuller, thicker, and darker each time you shave your face? There's a theory that if you like trim up your beard, it will grow back better because you're getting rid of the split ends. What? I don't. I'm just letting you know what Jerry the barber told me at Founders a couple weeks ago. No, I don't. I I, I don't buy that. Got a barber here in town. He just goes to the local bar and just gets hammered. He just gives you free hair advice whenever you want it. He Big goes cups. to the bar after he's done cutting hair and gets hammered. Jerry the barber. Yep. Anyways, Jerry the barber. I couldn't find my. Uh, 
I couldn't find that picture, but I found this one for you if you want to. See, you were totally on steroids. <laughs> no, I wasn't. Yes, you were. And that's when you shaved everything? No, no, no. I wasn't shaved here. How old are you in that picture? Uh, Probably 20. Speaking of Circa, want to encourage you guys. We are at crossover silly season where you got a game every single night. Iowa basketball last night. We got football on every night. Download the Circus Sports Iowa app. I I wouldn't tell you this because I, I love my sports betting. I wouldn't screw with you guys. I wouldn't put our name on a company that I didn't firmly believe in. Circus the best. Think of it like uh uh, you know, they're they're locally owned. They are um kind of your your family type of sports betting app. The people there are phenomenal and they give it's, you the best. It's the odds. betting app that your mom would say yes. use that one. They don't do like, hey, here's your 25% boost on a same-game parlay with a touch. Like, it's none of that crap because they just give you better lines. So if you just want to bet on the games and get the best lines, I promise you, download the Circa Sports Iowa app today. It's the one I use almost exclusively now. Circa, like in the in our guy Mike Palm and Derek Stevens would tell you, yeah, shop around lines. That's great. But I promise you, you're going to get better lines when you do this, especially if you like college football in the NFL. And who doesn't? So, yeah, just to wrap up the Iowa State thing, I, I have Iowa and Iowa State both winning this week. They both make me really nervous, though. Uh, I wouldn't even say I'm more... Who are you more confident will win this week? I guess because I think we're both. I think we're very similar Iowa State. this week. I'm more confident that Iowa State is going to win this week. Yeah, they're at I, home. I did a. I did a. They're podcast. favored. Yeah, I did a podcast with some Texas Tech guys last night, and they didn't seem especially confident with that. Do you? I mean, Hassel, you called a lot of games. Do do fans make too big of a deal out of? Oh, it's. Texas Tech coming up to Ames in 15 degrees, or is that how real do you think that is? I don't think it's as real as as some people think it is, but I, I think it's I think it's more of a deal in college than it is the NFL. Like NFL, it's yeah, completely you know if you my you know my, the Miami Dolphins having to go up to to Green Bay. I I don't think that that's as big of a deal as maybe the Florida Gators going up to Wisconsin uh, in in November or December, but. I, you have you have experience with this cover in Iowa State every year. It seems like every year or two there's a situation like this where a team from Texas comes up and it's it's bad weather. In in past experiences, do you do you think that that it matters? I I think that at the kickoff of the game, it's not that big of a deal. But what I've seen in my time, we saw it with Texas last year. We saw it with Texas Tech two years ago. Oftentimes, if things don't go well for these Texas teams, that's in the second half, they're freezing cold and they just quit. Mm -hmm. And there is a difference. I was talking with the Gauchos about this last night. It's like Iowa State's guys have been going to class, walking to class in this cold all week, basically for two weeks. You know, they've been walking around in this and Tech's coming from West Texas where it's 70 degrees and they're going to land tomorrow. I do think that it's 
Definitely edge Iowa State. And the reason I like it is I would go in a game like this, if there's really going to be 15 to 20 mile per hour wins, we'll see. I bet it'll die down a little bit before kickoff. But I want the elite defense, right? Like Iowa State's defense is the best unit on the field. Feels to me like they should uh, push Iowa State over the edge here. I've got bad news for you, man. What? It's cold in Lubbock. What is it? It's 37 right now. Oh. Today's high is 56. 56? Tomorrow's, That's tomorrow, hot. Tomorrow's high is 38. I know they're not going to be there tomorrow, but it it hasn't been warm in Lubbock, so they might have been they might have been getting used to it, getting those cold juices to settle uh, in. Let me give bit. me Texas Tech then. <laughs> All I, right, we're, we feel the same on these two Iowa games. State wins. Iowa State wins. I don't know if they cover. Yeah, I wish that was three. Make me a lot more. I would play the under in this game if I had to bet it. 47. (laughs) (laughs) Who the hell? How are they going to score 47 points? Play the under. Let's do some uh, other topics real quick. Again, I'm taking my dad to the Cowboys-Vikings game on Sunday. He is a Cowboys fan. What? Yeah. So do you know how I became a Vikings fan? Have you ever heard the story? You lose a bet? Herschel Walker got traded, and I said to oh, my dad, right. yeah, see ya, yeah. you, you I'm out. That. And that was great, great decision by you. I, I'm full of them. <laughs> full of great decisions in life. So if you were me in this scenario, it's going to be a hyped atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Would you let your dad wear a Cowboys like jersey to the game? Does he, does he want to? I think he does. I think he would prefer to. Does he know that he's going to get a lot of shit? I think to some capacity, but I don't know if he understands how much. What I will say about that, though, is that there will be a lot of Cowboys fans there. Correct. It's not like he's a Broncos fan, or not. That's probably not a great example, like a Browns fan or something like mm-hmm. that. Like, yeah. So he'll have other guys, other other folks there that are just like him. Um, sitting by you, oh boy, that's tough, man. Because I wear my ah. horns, you know that. Right? Shut up. Yeah, I got my horns. You wear those dumbass horns? You no, you don't. Do you really? No, but I kind of want to now. Oh God! I usually pull out. I have like twenty Vikings jerseys. I always pull out a retro one to wear to games, and people love it. I like to wear the Warren Moon one that I have. And you walk down the aisle, you know, and you got a couple beers, and, and everybody's like, Boo! It's it's amazing. Vikings fans any, are the absolute best. Did you know that Kirk Cousins grew up a uh, Iowa fan? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, he did. That would explain a few things. <laughs> College football games of note this week. I'm going to try and avoid our uh, top three so that we can have plenty of time. The uh, what about Bedlam? I think it's going to be the second to last time we see Bedlam. But this is just a really great example of how bad of a direction college football is going. Right, the fact that this game is basically going to be extinct in two years. Terrible. But this year, Oklahoma State should not be ranked. They jump back into the ranking. Yeah, they're ranked twenty second in the playoff poll. That is a joke. That if you watch the games, this is one of my favorite bets of the week to play on Oklahoma here. Minus seven and a half? Yeah. 
Wow, that's a, it's a big line. But Oklahoma State, you watched them. They're, yeah. And it, here's my thing. The Spencer Sanders maneuvering last week with um, with with Mike Gundy's some of the most bizarre coaching that I've seen because they why didn't he come in earlier? Like I, I, I know, you know, it doesn't make any sense to me. So it tells me he's probably pretty injured, right? He didn't look it though. No, and that's the thing. He comes in, he's zipping and zagging all over the field, and he's he's <laughs> carving up the Iowa State defense. So that, like, sure, you look at that and you go, well, he's going to be able to just run up points on Oklahoma and that defense, right? But like, can he do that for four quarters? Why didn't he play more? I, I, I don't know the answer to that. But that's a really interesting aspect of this game because without him they are terrible like Iowa yeah. State should have beaten them by 20 plus points but they couldn't freaking not turn over the football they are awful without Spencer Sanders you put him in they're they're a decent team I think but they're so banged up across the board I don't know they didn't impress me last week when they beat Iowa State I'll put it that way sure no god no they weren't impressive at all I that I, that was the big eye opener for me when they that that, that right there just tells me that there's no way these playoff committee members are watching those games because you you do not put Oklahoma State back in the rankings after that win against Iowa State. No. Absolutely not. They're not a good team, which and that's Vegas knows. I mean, that's why Oklahoma, five-win Oklahoma is a seven and a half point favorite. You also have Kansas State at West Virginia in the Big 12, which I think is a really, really interesting game, only in the sense that I I don't know week to week if there's a more difficult team to project than Kansas State. There's not. I don't think there is. West, West Virginia is kind of the same way. I mean... Yeah, they beat Oklahoma last week. So that's interesting, too, because they fired their athletic director this week, Shane Lyons, or it was a mutual parting however you want to look at it. And now you look at the Neil Brown situation, and and I kind of thought last week after the game in Ames that they would roll over and die a little bit to Oklahoma, and they certainly mm-hmm. didn't. So now Kansas State comes to town, and is this like a group of guys that are playing their asses off for their embattled coach or – or what? I got. I don't know. Uh, it's. I, but I'll make the argument: Kansas State's better with Will Howard at quarterback. Hmm. And it's certainly theirs to theirs to lose the uh, conference championship berth if they if they take care of the next two games they're in. I just. I, I, I there's so many other scenarios. I just don't see one. I feel like it's going to be TCU Kansas State in the Big 12 championship game, and we'll get a rematch of that one. A lot of purple. Too much purple. All right, let's get to our top three games because a lot to talk. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. What? What? I had, what is I it? Had the, I had the hassle upset special of the week. Oh. UAB at LSU. Oh. 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 Man, oh, man. Damn Blazers. Giving them a shot? God, I'd love to call this game. I've called all the UAB games. 
I, I'm just really interested. I don't know if the, the, the line is 14 and a half, which is not very, that's, that's not, that's, that's not much. Low. Yeah. For low. a, for a, the sixth ranked team in the country night game in death Valley. That's a Blazers, lot of respect man. for UAB. They have not lost a game by more than seven points this season. They have not played a team like LSU. But, yeah, I mean, if they were to do this, it would absolutely kick LSU out of the college football playoff, regardless of what they do the rest of the way. They could win the SEC championship, and they would not be in the playoff with three losses. Now, I, I just want to see I want to see how LSU does against this. De- the defense is really good, and I want to see Dwayne McBride, the number one rusher in the country, 10 straight games, over 100 rushing yards, go up against LSU, see what he can do. They just picked up a big win last week against North Texas, a win by 20. This is an interesting game because you know that it's going to be a sleepy atmosphere. The, the LSU fans, it's a, it's a late night game. I think it's a 9 Eastern kickoff. Really? So they're going to be all, they're, they're going to get drunk during the day, tailgating. And then they're. I, I think they're going to kind of be passing out a little bit. Some of them might not even go into the stadium because it's UAB. It's, it's UAB. It's a five-win team. What's going to happen? I will say this, that the worst fan base I've ever been around in my life is the uh, LSU fan base. Really? Horrible. What, Stuck what, up. What? Just really arrogant. <laughs> Where, I, when did you run into the LSU fans? So I went down to Oxford, Oxford. Seven, six, seven years ago with a bunch of buddies. We went to an LSU Ole Miss game. Okay. And we, we wore... We dressed like Ole Miss fans because why not? Like you want to blend in and have fun sure. with everybody. Yeah. Do the Grove and all that. God, they were assholes. The LSU really? fans. Just uppity. Just exactly what you would think of like rich Southerners that you would hate. Hmm. I went to an LSU game in Baton Rouge, a night game against Arkansas. And I, I found them to be extremely nice. In fact, my buddy and I, John, we, we, uh, we were just walking around by ourselves and they were inviting us into their tailgates come on in here and get yourself something to eat they were roasting hogs we got everything you need here yeah go ahead and sit down yeah hang out with us they were nice that's we were sipping on some southern comfort that's the impression I got of Ole Miss fans. Like that that's my fan base. I like them a lot. I, I haven't been to Ole Miss, but I hear it's a, a great of, I hear a the lot Grove of is chew. awesome. Everybody chews. Everybody's got a dip. Yeah. All the time. And all their I, wives in fact, are all their wives are pregnant. All the time. Are, are they dipping too? They're just pregnant with the wives dipping? Like They're dipping they're, while they're pregnant? Probably. I'll never forget. So we're walking around, a bunch of dudes from Iowa, and we were doing the same thing at the Grove, and we're basically just like shaking people's hands, and then they'd let us come in, and they would give us food and beer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's kind of how it was at LSU for us. Yeah, it was amazing. Well, the last guy, we go in there, and we go into his tailgate, and he's... Really tall, skinny, typical, like, stereotypical, like, southerner type. Super nice, like, chatting with us, whatever. And then he starts, his, this he's missing some teeth, you know, all this stuff, like, 
honestly, like, but he's at the like really, really super duper rich area of the Grove. Okay. And he has a chandelier in his tailgate. <laughs> and he's pretty racist. Some of the stuff that like starts coming out of his mouth and everything. And he was pissed because he's telling us that they, he tears down his tailgate before the game now because they banned the Confederate flag and like all this stuff. And he's like, they're going to come and destroy my, it was a really weird deal. His wife comes around the corner one of the top five most beautiful women you've ever seen in the world. And she she's married. She's about to pop. Okay, she's pregnant. And she's married to this toothless, racist guy with, like, just, like, chew just, like, going down <laughs> his neck. Are you are you uh, attracted to pregnant women? Is it? You Not just, necessarily. You said she I was just, one of the top five oh, she was most gorgeous. attractive women on earth, She's, and she was ready to pop? She was a beautiful woman and, and a total sweetheart. And you're like, why are you married to this guy? Oh, yeah. He's probably a billionaire. Oh, man. He's an oil man, something like that, you know? But anyways. Huh. That's my experience at the Grove. Top Jeez. three games for both of us this week. Where do you want to start, Brock? You throw up the first one. There we go. All right, I guess we're starting with mine. Illinois at Michigan is really tricky and sneaky to me. The line is like 17 and a half. It's too many points. This is a trap. Really? Everybody, I think that I think they're trying to make us think that Illinois is cooked. And maybe they are, but with that defense, it's going to be cold. Now, the other opposite I could make argument would be that Michigan needs style points because I, I, I don't they think do. they don't I don't think, Chris, that they get into the playoff at 11 and one. No, that that's my thought as well because of the non-conference. Correct. So they need style points. So that would be the one thing that would make me a little bit weary about this. But as you know, with Iowa, when you have that defense that. I mean, defense travels, and I, I just think that's, I think that's too many points. Yeah, it, but remember what they did against half. Iowa? Yeah. I mean, they put up 27 points against Iowa. March right down Illinois the field opening drive. I don't think Illinois wins this, but I wouldn't be surprised if this is a game in the fourth quarter. I don't know. I mean, Illinois looked so bad the last couple of weeks. Imagine, though, if Illinois goes in there and pulls the upset, how that would just – we've all just – We've already said, and I, I, I was the first one to do it. If Iowa wins out, they're in the Big Ten championship game. Not if Illinois wins this game. If Illinois wins out, then there's all kinds of other scenarios in play because Illinois has the head-to-head over Iowa. I don't see it. Michigan is just churning teams. They didn't have a problem with Iowa at Iowa, and I think Iowa's defense is is every bit as good and maybe better than Illinois's. Better, I would say. Um, I think Michigan will put up 30-plus. Is Illinois going to gonna get to 14? I don't know. I don't. I, I, I think I, I'm taking Michigan. I'm taking Michigan minus the 17. Give it to me. Blowout. I'll go the opposite. One of our YouTube video viewers makes a comment that all of their cousins and wives are pregnant. That come on, I mean, oh, you talking about those uh, those uh, folks down there in Mississippi? 
down at the Grove. It's like a whole, it's a whole different world down there with the tailgating. The, it people is. People don't like when you go to Ames or Iowa City. You know, you load up your truck and your trailer or camper or whatever with your tailgate items. There, these people make a living off of like six days out of the year. They're tailgate companies, and you pay them, and they they'll set up your freaking chandelier yeah. <laughs> in your tent. It's incredible. Like it, you can't comprehend it unless you go down there. And like all the food is catered. It's all there for you when you get there. It's I love fun. the southern tailgates. Oh, they're the best. You ever tailgated with the Cox? Now that's a good time. Down in Columbia? Uh no, I have not. I've not been to Columbia. We should do that next year. Off weekend for you, we should go to a cock game. Only if your mom comes to. Oh, yeah. If you're bouncing around, she'll love it. <laughs> I got TCU no. at Baylor. Yes. For yeah. all sorts that's, of reasons. That's the most interesting game of the week, I think, in college football. Because this is... This might be the moment the TCU trips up. Boy... The line just screams trap, but it did last week too when Texas was a seven, seven and a half point favorite. Mm -hmm. I hate the fact for TCU, I hate the fact that Baylor's coming off of a blowout loss to Kansas State because Aranda's a good coach, is the thing. He's not some slapdick. Like, this is an elite level culture and X's and O's guy who I really, really, really believe in. I think this is an absolutely terrifying game for TCU. Yeah. Big noon kickoff. Brady Quinn's going to be there. Speaking of Brady Quinn, that was a nice commercial for Dr. Pepper. Dr. Pepper's getting a lot of run. And they, I think they got their money's worth because we were talking about it on the podcast and then I get like I get a text at 3 in the morning from Zubin Mahenti and he's out at the 24-hour grocery store there in Connecticut grabbing some Dr. Pepper because of what you said. Cream soda one? Yeah. Hmm. Oh, he's all about it. You put a little Jack Daniels in that? Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's really good. That's the greatest soda of my lifetime. Is Do the- you say soda? You don't say pop? I can say both. Really? We said soda growing up because, again, my mom is from the South, and that's what ah, they say. okay. But I've you know, yeah. When I say pop, people down here are just pissed. They just feel like when you say pop, it makes us like when we say pop, because it, it, yeah, that's what people call it around here. But it makes us sound like total rednecks. <laughs> also, I didn't know this until about a year ago, but sucker, like if you know a sucker that you suck on, yeah, they don't call them suckers. And they think that's really dumb. What do they call Lollipops. Everything is a lollipop? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Like a Tootsie Pop? This is like, like the pop? loose meat sandwich sloppy joe conversation. Here. No, it's not. Come on. Get, st- get, get out a of here A lollipop is a type of sucker. Like the sloppy joe is a form of a loose meat sandwich. They're all in the same family. No, no, no. So you, that's not the argument. The argument, you, you tried to claim that a sloppy joe was a made right. It is. It's a type of... No, it's not. Yeah. Come on, man. 
you got to give that up. The made right thing, it's like Kleenex. Like they just own the brand of no. meat sandwiches. That's a not- sloppy Joe is a sloppy Joe. A made right is not, is not a sloppy Joe. A made right is a loose meat sandwich. Yes, a sloppy Joe is a loose meat sandwich. You you can say it's a loose meat sandwich, but it's not the, made right. The made right is the is a brand. It's not the sandwich. No, it no, it's it's really not. Yes, it is. Uh, a made I, right loose meat sandwich is not a sloppy Joe. Sloppy Joe's got that garbage red paste sauce in it. Well, there's a lot of good things in a sloppy joe. No, sloppy joe. It's in. You should come over and eat one of mine it's, sometime. You'd I would never it. eat one of your sloppy joes. Never. I think Texas at Kansas is fascinating, and here's why. So Kansas obviously goes in there and wins that game last year, mm-hmm. and it was one of the most hilarious scenes because the whole we're going to the SEC thing, and then. Kansas is the laughing stock of college, and everybody's making fun of Texas on Twitter. I mean, it was a blast. It was one of the great nights of my life watching that game last year. And Texas comes into Kansas as a nine point favorite. And like, there's no reason why these two programs should be as close as they are right now. And it just is fascinating to me. And I want Kansas so badly to beat Texas two two seasons in a row. I think it'd be a great story. And I really like, if you watch the games, I I'm really, I think hassle my, my kind of my prediction here, Dana Holgerson. Okay. Is a really good X's and O's coach. He knows his X's and O's. He's an elite coordinator. If he would get fired at Houston, this is the classic Nick Saban hires him, come run the offense, and he's going to kick ass. I don't think he's a great leader of men. I think he's proven that over time. And I'm starting to wonder if Steve Sarkeesian is very similar to the Dana Holgerson comparison. 11-11 and during his time at Texas. He didn't take over a terrible spot. Tom Herman was not living up to Texas expectations, but they weren't horrible. Herman was winning like nine games a year there, right? So it's not like he had to come in and clean up the end of the Mac Brown era like Herman did or um, Charlie Strong, right? Like how low things had gotten at Texas. And I just, just the Big 12 fanboy in me, I'm absolutely rooting for Kansas in this game because I, I think Lance Leipold's a really good coach and I'm, I'm fascinated by it. The fact that Texas is favored by nine mm-hmm. would lead me to probably not want to bet the game too much. But if I did, I would absolutely take the points in the home team because Texas is six and four. They have nothing to play for that they set out for. It's going to be cold. And I don't think that there's like a revenge thing because the majority of this Texas team wasn't even on the roster last year. Right, so I'm gonna be I'm gonna be really interested in this one. Two thirty kick. This would put a put a bow on a a really nice year for Kansas and another shitty year for Texas if they do it. Uh, my top three starts with oh we got Western Kentucky Conference USA against the SEC another one. All right, we I, I like UAB going there to LSU Western Kentucky at Auburn. You know what the line is on this one? No, I don't. Five and a half. Wow. Yep. Western Kentucky puts up a lot of points. They damn near 
beat Indiana at Indiana earlier this season. The Hoosiers were better then than they than they've shown in Big Ten play. They lost they lost by three in overtime. But this is a team that they they just beat Rice by thirty five. They just beat Charlotte by fifty two. They beat FIU seventy three to nothing. They can score, and they're not going to be scared going down there. Jordan Hare. And you got Auburn coming off a big win. Cadillac Williams taking over as interim coach. They're juiced up a little bit. Can he get that job? If if they have a good finish to the season, maybe. I don't think, I, I don't think so. But if they win every game out, it's going to be tough with the, the scene that we saw after they uh, pulled out that game last week and everybody embracing him, former player, former great. They beat Texas A&M at home. They they go to Alabama. If they go to Alabama and beat them to finish the season, man, I'm just there is something to in this day and age, not necessarily hiring for flash. And Auburn mm-hmm. needs to quit trying to hit Grant. Like if you have this guy who everybody likes and he's doing a good job, I think the fact that he's a minority is awesome in the South. Like all that stuff together, like I think they really need to consider giving him the job. We'll see how it goes these last couple games because uh, nobody's going to be saying that if Western Kentucky goes in there and <laughs> beats true. them straight up. <laughs> Go Conference <laughs> which I, USA. Which I think Let's is a go. possibility. Uh, my next game is also in the SEC. Florida at Vandy. Vandy just picked up its biggest win in years at number 24, Kentucky. First road win, I think, since pre-COVID in the SEC. And now they host Florida. Florida's not good. They're six and four overall, three and four in, in conference. I think this is going to be a, a fun little atmosphere there in Nashville. Fans are juiced up for the first time in a while. Uh, Florida's still a, a, a sizable favorite, 14 point favorite. But if Vanderbilt's in that game, that could be fun. And Vanderbilt's I, a good play there. Isn't that a good you, you like that plus fourteen points at home? I don't know. I, I don't know that I could ever just pick Vanderbilt in a game. <laughs> I know, but like, here's my like. It's not like the Billy Napier start has been. No, they they hate him down there. Got off to a rocky start, and then this season you got a, a potential number one overall pick and Anthony Richardson at quarterback and you're six and four and you got a losing record in conference. It's a lot like what's going on with uh, with Kentucky and Will Levis and a potential top five pick and they're not winning either. All right, number one game is pretty obvious. USC at UCLA. It's a top 16 matchup. USC is the last hope for the Pac-12 in the playoff. They're the last team that's sitting with one overall loss. If they win out, they're probably in the playoff, but they can't not afford a loss. UCLA, we've given them all kinds of flack this year for just horrible home environment. They've apparently uh, sold out the entire student section, and the stadium's packed. I'm sure there'll be some USC fans there as well because it's in LA. Mm-hmm. But I, I think the Rose Bowl is going to be hopping for this one, and it's going to be a 7 o'clock Central Time kick. And uh, a lot of firepower, a lot of juice in the building. I think that's going to be a fun one. That's the anti-Iowa-Minnesota game. <laughs> yeah, that, that this number, is no defense. That number is 75 and a half, and mm-hmm. I've already played the over. 
it might sail over because there will be no defense in this game. Well, I mean, These two, it, two defenses are terrible. All you got to do is get the teams in the 40s. Like if you just put it that way, it's pretty pretty simple play, right? It's there. it's a good week in the Big 12 too because you got Oregon and uh, Utah as well. So. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a really good game that we didn't mention. All right, well, I want to pr- appreciate our sponsors at Fairway. Remember, if you uh, go to shop.fairway.com and you use the promo code 2CHRIS22, T-W-O-CHRIS22, get you $5 off. Well, inflation killer right there from our friends at Fairway. There you go. Enjoy your weekend in Asheville. Are you going to get to watch games, or is Kristen oh, going to yeah. you go to, like, bed No, no, she knows. And- no, she knows. We're, she's, she's, already, she's already scheduled the, the couple's massage, but that's on Friday. Oh. Saturday you leave? You leave today? is wide open. Yeah, leaving tonight after work. Do you fly? Direct flight into Asheville. Wow. It's on Allegiant, though. Oh, God, you might die. Yeah. I've never flown Allegiant. I've just heard horrible things from people in Iowa. It's cheap, but I I hear that it's just a miserable experience. <laughs> have you flown Allegiant? Yeah. Do they well, have like a cart service? Do they come out and like, no. do they give you, they don't no, give no. you drinks and stuff? No. What? No. In fact, your drinks are forbidden. You can't even bring <laughs> drinks onto the plane. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> We we fly Allegiant when we go to Florida because we like to go to Sanibel and you can basically fly right into that that little area right there. But um, it's it's fine. It's just a it's very much a no frills airline. Do they have Wi Fi? Oh God, no. What? No Wi Fi. Uh, if you're cold, no blankets. Uh, they got to keep the weight to a minimum because those planes are all like 25 years old. Oh. Uh, it's the are Bush there pilots? Airlines. Do they have pilots? Yeah, but they're all like in their teens. It's all they're all. Oh in training Jesus! Programs. So no Wi-Fi, no <laughs> no food or snacks, no flight attendants. They might have Wi-Fi now. I don't remember in the past them having Wi-Fi. There are when, flight attendants. They just don't give you any food. <laughs> what do they do then? They just Make yell sure at you. Make sure you have your seatbelt on. When I was at ESPN. And I had to go to uh, Canada to do the, the G League championship game in, in the Toronto area. Flew a direct flight out of Hartford to Toronto. And it was this propeller plane. It was like Air <laughs> Canada Express. Oh, yeah. It was a propeller plane. And it had about eight seats on it. And the, the, the door into the cockpit didn't exist. There was no door to the cockpit. So I'm sitting there. I can see right up through the window. I can see the pilot and his controls. And you know what they had for for drink service? There was a cooler in the cockpit that had water in it. Oh, and they would I just hand say out something else. <laughs> I thought you were yeah. like, yeah, he's he's cracking a Heineken they, up. Yeah, there. they had Molson up there. The pilot was drinking some Molson. Some no, that, I was scared to death. The Allegiant's not that bad. It's I just made it, like but the, they don't pamper you on Allegiant. I'll put it that way. But that oh, you get what geez. you pay for. That's the whole point. There, if you want to have a coffee, you can probably get a coffee, but they'll charge you fifteen dollars for it. Okay. So you said so they do have drinks. I don't remember. 
honestly, like it's been a long time since. Okay. To be honest, I try and avoid Allegiant. So, well, the only I, reason we're taking it is because it's direct from our airport right into Asheville. When I go to Vegas, I always take Allegiant because it's the only. Is that what you're taking to go to Vegas? No, because they weeks? only fly on certain days, and I'm going oh, out on okay. Tuesday, and they don't fly on Tuesday, so I'm I'm not. Unfortunately, is Bloom going to be out there in Vegas with us? Yeah, Bloom's going to be out there. Oh, see now you've yeah. got to answer to all the fun you've been poking at him. Hell yeah, Bloom. From what I understand, he's pretty pissed off, and I'm just saying, like, when you get out there, he might try and kick your ass. Just you're you're trying to goat me into doing the impression again, but I'm going <laughs> to save it. It can't be like an every show thing. It's got to be. It's got. You got it'll lose its luster. That's that's fair. If I start doing it every show. Okay, um we do have a listener that says they they do have service on Allegiant, but you have to pay for it. Okay. Well, it's better than nothing, I guess. Well, you're paying for it on the other airlines, it's just it's baked into the price. That's why Allegiant's a lot cheaper. Right. Yeah, I think we're flying it's thirteen fifty. Thirteen dollars and fifty cents for a direct <laughs> ticket to Asheville. <laughs> I thought you were going to say for like a can of pop. Well, they might be that too. That's how they make their money back. <laughs> and then TV that we had to play this one. He says, "As soon as hassle, as soon as you win at blackjack, Bloom will be hitting you up for nil money." <laughs> oh yes, I can't wait. <laughs> Got to pay those players, man. <laughs> Can I have ten dollars for Hunter Decker? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Brock. Oh. Did a great job today, buddy. Thank uh, you, Brock. The program. Well, I will be very blurry eyed on Monday because the Vikings Cowboys game is the late game. It's not the night game. It's the three. Oh yeah, that's late afternoon. And I'm yeah, gonna drive back after that, so I will be on like no sleep. Wow. That'll be okay. We'll have fun. We'll have fun okay. on Monday morning. Hopefully, I can tell you about a elite NFL experience that I had. So enjoy Asheville. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Please rate, subscribe, and review. Do all that good stuff. You help us here at Iowa Everywhere. Go download that Circa Sports Iowa app as well. For Chris Hassel, I'm Chris Williams. Have a great weekend, friends. Iowa Everywhere.